Welcome to Animator's Journey Podcast, where we discuss the ins and outs of being a 3D animator in hopes of helping you on your animator's journey. I'm your host, Lucas Ridley. First off, I want to say a big thank you for listening. This is the very first episode I'm starting this podcast, Animator's Journey, and I wanted to give it a little introduction before we begin. So on this podcast, I'm hoping to interview leading industry experts and bring on new animators like the one you're going to hear from today because they are showing the whole spectrum of the animator's journey, which is a constant journey that we're all taking to try to become a better animator and maybe become an animator at all, depending on your situation. So I hope this podcast provides some educational content and perspective on what it's really like being a 3D animator and what it takes to get there. So if you have any topics or questions that you'd like for me to cover, please email me them at lucas at digitalcreatorschool.com and I will hopefully put them in to a podcast. Without further ado, let's get started with the very first Animator's Journey episode. I just wanna intro this a little bit. This is Anna, she's one of my students from the Animator's Journey program. You can check out animatorsjourney.com. She has a really unique story and one that I think is inspiring to a lot of animation students. The fact that she knew nothing about animation and in about four months, she got her first job working remotely from the Ukraine. So this is a really cool story and she's progressed really well through the program. So let's take in and listen and hear her story. Thanks for watching. I wanted to introduce Anna Petrovska and she is one of the Animator's Journey students, one of the first students who went through the beginner program. And I wanted to talk to her because she is a success story basically in just a few months of knowing nothing about animation, going through the program, she's now working as a professional animator. And she did all of this while living in Ukraine during the war. And I think her story is incredibly unique and very encouraging for any other student who has their own you know, excuses or troubles in life. We all have our things that we kind of have to overcome, obstacles, whether they're of our own making or external forces. <laughs> um, there's stuff that we have to deal with when we're learning animation or anything in life. But so Anna, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to ask first off, like how, what is your current situation? Like, are you safe day to day? Is everything okay? Like wh where are you at now? Cause I know when you started, I think you moved right when you started the animator's journey program, you, you were moving, you used to live in Kiev and then you had to move. And so how, how's everything now? Um, I'm still in the same place when I started the animator's journey. Uh, but yeah, originally I was living in Kiev and I am not back uh, up until now, but um, it, it was a separate kind of track of challenge to get used to not be at your own place and kind of not have much of control over your schedule so that that is the separate piece of story <laughs> yeah. but um yeah that's yeah that's a struggle i mean I, I can only imagine what that must be like to just pick up and leave did you have to leave things behind i mean was it very when you had to make the move was it very quick or did you did you have some time to plan for that well it was like um everyone had different opinions about whether that would happen or not mm. and i am the one who is usually first to go uh and to stop and plan ahead and that kind of things so like of course we 
most of us had uh, things like the most important, like documents and stuff like that with you ready to go. But nobody, when everything started, nobody knew uh, like how bad would it be and um, how long would it take? And when is that moment that you have to react and what is yeah. the extent that you have to kind of uh, go? But this is kind of my angle of the story because uh, everyone at that day seemed to be hit at a different level. Mm-hmm. And there were people who kind of, when you wake up 10 minutes before the, the missile is fired, it's kind of uh, one part of story. The other one is when you wake up because you've been hit by the missile and when you wake up because you hear that your relatives call you and say like the war started uh all these tracks are different so um i was the one who kind of woke up 10 minutes before and i've been in kiev like two days uh while this uh like was a complete mess and uh, we kind of decided to uh, leave yeah. just because like things were getting out of control absolutely and the tanks were all around and stuff like that. So um, we were just like the panic was <laughs> all over the place. How, how so, is it now, like a few months in, has have, is there a new normal um I mean, you, you've been able to go through the whole program. I like, we, you know, we never missed a meeting together or like you, you were very present through the whole program. Were there interruptions that you've had or is there like kind of a new normal? You're in a, you're in a safer place now. I think I'm, I am definitely in, in a safer place now because I don't have like entire territory of Ukraine is under yeah. uh, air raid alerts and stuff like that. Yeah in a random timeline (laughs) but the place where i'm at now is not that uh, interesting in that respect to Mm. to fire missiles here so because i'm in the mountains in the village where there are nothing is Mm. interesting in terms of infrastructure or stuff like that so nobody had a place to go because people were like leaving their homes and at the moment like kiev is a big city there there is like 20 million people living there mm. and i didn't realize it was it that big. Was, okay. yeah and it, it was like first few months it was it turned like 2 million people just left there and nobody went out so all these people had to go somewhere yeah and uh like the word horrible traffic jams uh no gasoline and stuff like that so uh you had to deal with all that and um there are like more layers to that but when you are we've we were lucky enough to find the place to stay Mm. and we're here up until now and we are living in in the house of our friends so far but and we are kind of part of the family almost (laughs) we have to kind of uh deal with the inner rules of the house and stuff like that so there is different rhythms and you have to just uh get along with 
everything is going on and you have to adjust. So this is, this takes a toll on what you get used to while yeah. you're investing time on your development and career and stuff like that. And now you have to uh, have certain, um, I'm looking for the right word, but I think that's our trade-offs yeah. that you have to kind of make and make the choice what is the highest priority for you now. Yeah. What when you when you decided because I, I I think on your Twitter bio it has like you you worked in QA or something for a tech, kind of like a yeah. tech company before. Uh, can you explain kind of like what your role was? It was that for a Ukrainian company and you or in you or you did it remotely and then why what made you think of switching to animation and was that was the war part of that decision that it was kind of like. I need to make a change or how did that all play together? Well, I think the war was something that was the anticipation of something horrible could happen, kept me away from making that decision more eagerly um, for a while. Cause initially, like even I had a conversation with my husband the day before the war started that I'd like to have a plan like uh, prepare things on my current place by the end of summer and then maybe start studying and switching in a more smooth way. Uh, so, and if, if we can take a few steps back, like why did I get into animation or how I decided to switch? Um, I did have a pretty interesting, but with a few tweaks, career of uh, also QA in a software company, software development company. It is an, an American uh, company that develops products in educational technology and they have development center in Ukraine as well. And I was a part of it uh, for about like four years or almost five. And I've been working there as a QA and then product manager and project manager and then uh lead even with working with multiple teams and uh like it was uh, as i mentioned it, i had a few twists which were not by my wish <laughs> um and I think I have just exhausted all the opportunities that I've had on that role with that company. And I wasn't really feeling like I am ready to switch just to another company. Um, and I was looking for more fulfilling opportunities outside of that industry, but still willing to, uh, to be present in the technical aspect and creative aspect. So I had most of these parts present in my work and I wanted to preserve this uh, in my future endeavors, so yeah. to say. That seems like animation would be a good fit then because you have that kind of tech-minded design, creative like experience from a software company and you can apply it in a new way with animation. Did you see like how you approach a problem or troubleshoot stuff that helped having that experience in animation? I, I had a great mentor as uh, my CEO in that company uh, whom I worked closely 
and he was always challenging by searching the right the most optimal way to solve and most creative solutions um and that's definitely something that i can uh, i'm grateful for uh up until now and this helps me a lot even with in my animator's journey as well like in the approach and how to deal with struggles and how to stay resilient and keep doing things when you don't feel like you have to <laughs> um what about what about animation specifically draws you to it uh, is there anything you know as opposed to like you know rigging or something you know modeling or something else what what about animation is kind of interests you the most I think it's the, the visual aspect of your work. And that's something that I, what I couldn't get while I was working in the software development, like it was still there, but it was further away. Uh, so I think that's, that's the number one thing. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Uh, what was the hardest part of getting started with animation? Like, were there things looking back now you wish you could have done differently or that, uh, you know, you didn't expect were going to be difficult, were difficult? What, what kind of obstacles did you have just learning animation at the beginning, you think? Well, I think that I didn't really have much what I would do differently looking back. Um, but... I think that I could have much more pitfalls that <laughs> I could have get trapped into if did I you, did. You say pitfalls? Yes. Yeah. Pitfalls. Yeah. Um, so, like being prepared and doing some research and having all the information that I I, I visited your webinar uh, mm -hmm. prior to kind of uh enrolling into animation animators journey program and that was the part of the decision making process i think and also prior to that i had uh i have read your book also which is the great source of information and uh like understanding how that like getting a sense of how that works from the inside to make sure whether i'm really up to doing that change and like yeah. um not kind of change anything after i started good yeah I, and i think i forgot that you maybe read the book is it, hopefully that stuff well you know what i try to do with that stuff is like show all sides you know there's it's a it's a job at the end of the day <laughs> too yeah. and like it's good you're gonna get frustrated and there's things you gotta overcome in the job and I mean, now that you're working, do you feel like you were somewhat prepared for that? Or are there still things, you know, that you would, you didn't expect or how is it like, you know, having your first job now is how prepared do you feel and how, because <laughs> you can never really be all the way prepared for it, but. Yeah. Well, every industry has everything in it and sometimes you never know what like it makes for you, like what part of it is present in your life but as like so far what i have and what i observe is something that makes me feel uh lucky enough to be a part of whatever i am now um 
and I feel like not everything is that much bad <laughs> in the industry. So, uh, so maybe it was over. Yeah. It was over sold how how the challenges it didn't seem it's not it seem that challenging right now maybe well it is challenging but it depends like what everyone counts for them as a challenge i, right. I don't want to get too much of philosophy it's relative here, but... yeah it's <laughs> <Yes>. a relative <laughs> that's cool yeah i, yeah, I, th- I would always yes. rather err on the side of like over preparing someone because I think especially when you, especially right when you start, because you're about to spend all this time and energy and you don't want to do it for something that you, in the end you don't really want. Uh, and you don't find that out until you've already gotten the whole way there. You're like, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So I'm glad to hear that it's, you know, kind of in the realm of what you had expected from the beginning. And hopefully those things have helped kind of give you the overview of what working in the industry is like, what advice would you give other people who are in a similar situation to you were kind of on the fence? Like maybe, you know, they don't, they have their own thing happening in their life that they're saying, ah, it's not the right time or, you know, something's occurring. Like what helped you get to that decision to pursue it? Was it just, you know, reading the book, going to the webinar, like getting prepared to have all the information or was it kind of just like a leap of faith? How, how did you, how did you get off the fence if you were ever on it? And what, what would you tell for people if someone who is, I guess? I think it's, it's very personal to everyone it is about making decisions first of all. So that's the first thing, <laughs> but uh, in my particular situation, I think the final move was uh, having that. I don't, I was like, before this call, I was sitting and, and surfing through the webinar recording and trying to find that one phrase that you put there about putting uh, value on the result or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember it exactly, but I think it's worth putting it in also here. <laughs> um, and that was the thing that was moving uh, me towards making the decision. Um but I had a long uh, way of accumulative micro steps yeah. leading me into this decision, which is, I think, more than a half of a year long. Um, to lead it, like when you got the idea to when you made the decision, yeah. Yeah, I, I had like a long path because um, it started from like getting someone in my team shared a an article about the animator in Ukraine who was uh, like about his story and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that was actually the first thing when I learned about animation and I kind of started digging deeper and researching about what that industries look like and what is the profession and what does it take. And it started to kind of make me more interested in it. And then I moved to researching, like, what can I do in parallel while I'm still in the in my previous um, career, and yeah, I kind of started doing like small steps, gathering information and building up my just stance on that. And in February, I think it was like first day of the month or something like that I found the course uh, on Udemy which was yours 
um, it, it was about learning Maya. Yeah. Not even about animation. Yeah. But the animation module is also there. But I, the only thing that I've done is that I have passed uh, uh, like modeling and rigging part. And then like the war started and stuff like that. And I had to, to pause and then was the webinar and animators journey started. And I'm that's so, where. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad the timing worked out for that. Cause the way you describe it, it was like, you could, you were the first kind of person to go through all of those steps. Cause I just made the webinar. I just kind of started enrolling people in animators journey and the timing. It just worked out so good. I'm so glad it was available. And like we connected over that so that yeah. yeah we're at where we are now we're both on our own journey still going it's not like it's over we've we've reached the finish For line sure. or anything but you know i think it's worth celebrating the successes when they come because there is so much hard work you put in and it's like you gotta like take a moment to really you know celebrate that moment that you've that you're in right now Thanks for listening to this very first episode of Animator's Journey Podcast. We're going to be back with a part two of Anna's interview so we hear her entire story and how things are going for her now and in the future. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a review wherever you're listening to it. Stay tuned for part two of Anna's interview in the next episode of Animator's Journey. Thanks for listening.